welcome to The Hill is Always Greener, a show where four friends have chill discussions about Sonic the Hedgehog to distract themselves from the inevitable passage of time and their rapidly shattering universe, uh, <laughs> or something like that. I am Game Buddy. I'm Falero. I'm Rock the Jake. And I'm Cyberlink. And we are talking about Sonic Prime again. This is season, well, it's season one, part two, but it's season two. It's, God, I hate Netflix. They're a bad company. <laughs> it's called season yeah. two on the, on the Netflix page, but I refuse to accept it as that because this is clearly the second part of the, the just the big batch of episodes that they commissioned. But whatever. Yes. It's the second release of the 24 episodes that they created and have probably been done for over a year now, and there probably won't be any more after this, and yada yada yada. Like, uh, God willing, and the creek creek don't rise, that the writers and actors strike will be over, and they will get everything they asked for, but part of this crap uh this crap is part of it i'm sure where they take um you know take this and split it up and blah you know lucky for us this is a canadian show through and through and is not a struck work so we are happy to talk about it but <laughs> you know i can only speak for myself but yeah solidarity to those workers out there anyway same here Hey, if you got what you wanted by the time this episode comes out hooray if not well that's just what we expected if um, not grab your <laughs> and go <laughs> so this is another batch of eight episodes of sonic prime uh they pick up <laughs> literally exactly where the other ones left off um if you'll remember correctly from our last episode <laughs> we got to end with shadow flying at mock speed straight into sonic's stupid face yeah. Um, but uh, it, I thought it was funny that that after season one came out and seemed to do pretty good. I mean, you know, it, it had pretty good word of mouth and Netflix did their thing where they're like, and this is the most watched children's cartoon ever in the history of mankind. And we're like, OK, sure. And then uh, Sega and Netflix uh, teased on social media just like a single screen grab of Sonic and Shadow fighting in January. And then this batch of episodes would not premiere until July 13th. So uh, y'all think that last batch is coming out this year? Uh, um, probably yeah. not. Like if the gap is similar to last time, then I think we'll get it like at the start of next year. Netflix, Netflix seems to like to have gaps of like six to seven months between quote unquote seasons so that they can, you know, stretch it out as long as it'll go. Christmas yeah. or after New Year's at the earliest. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Man, I guess I guess we just jump right in, huh? <laughs> we're go we're kind of going to go through the episodes again, not in a lot of detail, basic basically just sharing our feelings. And I think at the end, we're we're just kind of kind of reevaluate like our our thoughts on the show as a whole from last time and see what's changed, what stayed the same. Um, what's gotten more irritating as the show goes on. <laughs> uh, uh -huh. 
season two, episode one, I'm going to relent and just refer to them with Netflix's nomenclature. But season yeah. two, season two, episode one, avoid the void. We gotta, which we, we got to see early. Yeah, kinda. that came out like yeah. an, like a week early. Yeah, was it like a week or ten days early on the uh, the official YouTube, which was pretty cool because this episode got me really excited for this one because it's a very cool. I guess, is it fair to call this a bottle episode? Maybe half a bottle episode? It's a very big bottle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a bottle that covers more than just one space, I suppose. But it is just two characters, essentially. Yeah. Yes. This is Sonic and Shadow picks up directly after their initial confrontation. And also we get revealed, we, we have it revealed that Sonic, or uh, Shadow has been trapped in this void, like between the different universes of the Shatterverse. And he has basically been able to see all of Sonic's wacky adventures in these this place, but can't directly interact with them. Uh, when Sonic like starts kicking up his his prism energy and breaks through the barriers to different universes, that's when he was able to, uh, you know, do his Sonic keep running. Also, you fucked up so incredibly bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Shadow basically gets to lay this all out for Sonic that when he broke the prism, it was like the worst possible thing that could happen and also he's been doing everything wrong and <laughs> shadow is basically just saying like would you please sit your ass down and let me fix it because i am so much better than you so shadow like lost in this void helpless to do anything as sonic makes an absolute fool of himself is like a sonic fan in this day and age uh, <laughs> <laughs> saying damn it i can do it better sega uh, <laughs> i'm the grown-up in the room <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do have to say, like, out of the gate, like, Devin and Ian playing Sonic and Shadow, like, uh, if I remember correctly, I think Devin mentioned on social media that they actually got to sit in and record this episode together. Oh, cool. Like, they got oh. to play off each other. And it really shows because this is like, man, this took me back to, like, Sonic Adventure 2, like, yep. Sonic Heroes, like... And I, I really, really love Ian as Shadow in these episodes because he is obviously still all of these actors, like, very obviously, and again, I'm not making a moral judgment, it's just, I'm sure what they were asked to do, are imitating the current English game cast. Like, we went over that. Yeah. Um, they're all really solid performances, regardless of, like, their impressions, but I mean, Ian is really Ian Hanlon's a bit different from, like, what Kirk Thornton is doing right now, though. He's yeah. not beholden to the Jason Griffith established, you know, gravelly Batman voice. <laughs> He's actually doing more of something in the vein of a David Humphrey back in the day where Shadow was allowed to be the theatre kid, as you would call him, <laughs> yes. Jeremy. Because he's very serious, but there's also that you know, there's a little flamboyance to him sometimes, which I appreciate. He's got a very, yes. he's got a very good, smooth, like lower register to his voice, and so he can kind of, he, like, you know, of course he's serious ninety nine percent of the time, but like those little sparks here and there where he gets to be a little bit sassy or a little bit suave, like it's, <laughs> it, it's really nice to see that. 
Yeah, ba- basically took the words right out of my mouth. Like <laughs> I, I really love it, and I think he has he has jumped up to like one of my favorite shadow performances. Even though, ah, man, not to jump too far ahead, I kind of wish he was in here more. Like I never mm-hmm. thought being being a a casual shadow liker, I never thought <laughs> I would uh, catch myself saying like, "Where's Shadow? There should be more Shadow." <laughs> if he's on screen, there should be more. Yeah. <laughs> well, what we essentially what we end up here with, like, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but this is an episode of a Sonic show because it's two characters from the games for once, like yeah. without any caveats around them. Yeah, they're talking about the main storyline, but you're getting Sonic and Shadow doing Sonic and Shadow things, mostly fighting. So yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. why when Shadow's gone, I'm like, oh, it's going to go back to being that other show, which is fine. <laughs> but I do, you know, getting all this Shadow's really nice. Yeah, I appreciate that this is such a Shadow-heavy episode. And it like with the current trend of how the seasons, quote-unquote, and the episodes are going, it seems like Shadow gets like an episode or two where he gets more than two lines. And then, <laughs> and then he kind of gets put on the back burner for a little while, but... Um, I do want to draw attention to, we mentioned it last time we talked about season one, um, but the the fighting choreography, not just in this episode, but throughout the rest of the season is, of course, still really good. And Man of Action is doing a fantastic job at taking like the standard action scenes and then putting a little extra oomph in them to make them very visually appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, 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 there's a couple of scenes in this episode in particular where... Sonic and Shadow have like quick little scuffles and like you you almost need to slow down like uh, I think it's near the end where Sonic tackles Shadow from the front and they not only like kind of roll up into like a funny little spin ball it almost looks like the uh uh what you call it the the Sonic and Tails team up roll move from Sonic <laughs> 4 episode 2 but it moves so fast and there's lots of squash and stretch and it's I realized like Man, I'm kind of not used to Sonic character animation being this good because while the games have really nice pre-rendered cutscenes, like the the in-game animations have never been they've never really stood out. Um, like even in in Frontiers, which is a game we have lots of nice things to say, there is just a lot of like characters walking around back and forth, talking to each other, and not really gesticulating. Without any, like, really, they have some expressions in Frontiers, which I was appreciative of, but not to the level of this. You know, everyone's really expressive in this show. That's one one of the great things about it. And, you know, that's I appreciate that in my Sonic. <laughs> it's not a 3D version of Go Animate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it's, it's uh, very, very nice to see these... Um, these uh, if i remember correctly these are very much like the models are built to be like the current ones used in the games and it's just nice to see those models they're built from them aren't they like sega like i think we mentioned it in the last episode but sega had like given them the models to work with and they're essentially built from those uh, and, and you can tell because there are there there are some funny like uh, uh, quirks that you see in a lot of even Sega's ofi- official renders, like the uh, the character's shoulders break sometimes, if that makes sense. Um, but anyway, yes, like it's just nice to see these game models be so expressive. The um, the other thing that kind of 
oh man i i know i've seen other people say this and i know we've we've talked about that but in the in the discussion on what to do with shadow the hedgehog now as a character in modern sonic continuity whether it's games or um games or comics or whatever including this i this episode really cemented like what the key is to me like shadow is a hard character to write for because he needs specific reasons to hang out with the rest of the characters and i'm not not getting into the the unfortunate discourse of like you know sega saying like oh shadow doesn't have friends he doesn't hang out with rouge and omega team dark isn't a thing like well that's dumb but the fact that this conflict, this universe-shattering conflict, has pit Sonic and Shadow together just reminds me of, like I said, the their conflict that they they come up against in Sonic Adventure 2, and even summon heroes to where Sonic and Shadow both know each other. They know each other's strengths and weaknesses, and Shadow especially. Like, he knows Sonic. He thinks Sonic is a doofus. He thinks he's immature. At the end of the day, though, he does have to accept that Sonic always has that chaos factor that will almost <laughs> always put him out on top over Shadow. Like, I mean, that is Sonic Adventure 2. Like, yeah. Shadow was outclassing Sonic in that game for a lot of the time, but Sonic was always catching up and like getting the better of him after a while. Not because he's like skilled or really good, but because he's Sonic. He has the Sonic power. There's something about <laughs> yeah. Sonic that just naturally occurs in him that makes him able to do ludicrous stuff that and like work out how to use chaos control without knowing it yep. like it's, and it befuddles shadow shadow like even now shadows has to catch up with the fact oh yeah this fucking guy this <laughs> stupid child is somehow able to do all this and i can't for some reason this yeah. sucks but fine whatever I, I i just really like their conflict in this episode and and uh episodes later in the season to where they both have really good points uh the big one that gets that gets sonic mad is is shadow is rightly saying like we need to put our home back together like he's not really saying it but i think it's implied because may maybe they don't want to get too granular with like the multiverse language but like he wants to fix the main universe because that's the real one quote-unquote whereas sonic is like no i've i've met new friends like like my new friend nine who is a tails but he's his own tails don't you get that shadow and shadow's like no i don't and i don't care <laughs> yeah I, I think that the uh debate of the personhood of the you know alternate versions that have spawned from this shadowverse is going to be like kind of a big component of where the show goes going forward, especially given what happens at the end of this season. I mean, during the season, you certainly see signs of that, so it's something. But, you know, what the what it comes down to is Shadow's really sick of all of Sonic's stupid friend characters, and uh, he <laughs> wants to get back to how things used to be. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and I think, I think that conflict, uh, like I said, Sonic Adventure 2, um, I'm realizing, like, framing it in this way the uh shadow in the metal virus arc of idw kind of falls under mm. this to where I, that is another one where sonic objectively like 
fucked up. Like he he did not know how to fix it. Everyone is telling him like different things they should try and he's pushing back. And that's another one where Shadow is like, look, I'm going to mop up your mess, Sonic. Watch. And Sonic's like, wait, no, you don't get it. And Shadow's kind of undone by his his hubris there. And yeah, the, the one here is Shadow is ultimately going to take the 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 tech or the gear that uh, Nine gave him to let uh, allow him to harness his prism power and jump between universes. And he does, but it doesn't work because, oh, that's Sonic. He's just the main character. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's yep. all it is. Uh, there's a lot to actually discuss, like, even before that point. Like, well, the, the most of this episode is set on a place that they would later call Ghost Hill, which is like a desaturated version of Green mm. Hill. It's like the prototype version of Green Hill. Kind of reminds me of Green Hill, like... Not quite the same, but like in Sonic Generations before it gets the color back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. So that's kind of interesting. And of course, it has like his character, his friends are there, kind of, but they're just. Like well, faint they're echoes, basically. Faint echoes, basically, like, uh, char- they just spew the same things over and over again. So, kind of like what the Sonic cast was in the games for a long time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, it, yeah, it's really quite unsettling um <laughs> you get to hear certain phrases a lot yes. so <laughs> it's but it's yeah it sort of like gives sonic a scale up like look these are your friends you can get them back if you just get your shit together but he's sonic so yeah he, he wants to he wants to be able to save everybody um yep. and all that is really good and then in the last five minutes of the episode the chaos council shows up and <laughs> and then like like Chris said we're oh we're back to that show. <laughs> yeah, it put a little bit of a damper on everything because throughout um you know Shadow has been been trying to travel to the other universes to gather the prism shards so he can bring them back to Ghost Hill and reassemble it and hopefully restore their world at the very least um but of course we know the the chaos council through stealing uh and kidnapping nine um have harnessed his uh, universe traveling uh, capabilities. Remember, Nine went to the Grim, which was the like formless proto world that he wants to shape as like the home he never had. Um, and so they show up in the void to start traveling to worlds to collect the shards for themselves. And it made me realize a couple of things that I still don't like the Chaos Council. <laughs> I don't understand who they are in the story i don't understand why they are from a a a a sonic story like perspective like i i think i said it before i would rather just have five different Eggmen. like i would rather have some something happened in the prism blast and because Eggman was so close to it like all of his cop or you know all of his alternate universe selves ended up in new york city um before sonic showed up and that's when they took that over and split everything up i would much rather have you know caveman eggman than some of these jokers because (laughs) they they just continue to not be very pleasant they're just they never they never justify them like i i don't i hate to get into the negative stuff right away but you brought up the chaos council and now i have to be upset because <laughs> they're there we've had like at this point like not to get too far ahead of ourselves but 16 episodes in and we don't know 
who the fuck these jokers are. <laughs> they're just, there's an Eggman, a Mr. Dr. Eggman, which I still don't get the joke behind. Yeah. Uh, and then and we've, and we've elaborated vaguely on what the other ones are. But who are they? Are they Eggmen from different ages? We, we talked about this last time. I didn't expect that we'd have to like go over it again and be like, but who are they though? The, the thing that uh. really gets my goat is that I think it's the, the sixth or seventh episode literally opens with a flashback to where they were taking over New York and decided to split it up into five, uh, you know, little fiefdoms so they could each have one. And mm. I'm like, we knew that already. Like we figured it out. Like in in the first season, Give I'm us pretty a flashback sure to make sense of them. Please. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in the first season they talk about like, oh, Mister Mister Dunnett, uh, the the rebels are are you know getting pretty testy in your district. And I'm like, we knew that already. Why would you yeah. flashback just to? I yes, I want to know who they are. Are they clones? Are they robots? Are they like you said? Are they Eggman from different time periods? Different? Oh man! And yeah, they're like half of them just aren't funny to me anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, and the the other thing with them arriving that made me realize, um, is we are probably not getting any other like fun alternate universes. We are not going to get yeah. Maria Robotnik on Cowboy Planet uh, <laughs> losing a duel at high noon with somebody. <laughs> Our last episode, we were so sure that they were going to just run the gamut of like tropes, and we were like, oh, what are they are going to do? They're going to do a cowboy one. They're going to do an anime one. Do, 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 do. But now we're not getting them. I'm like, oh, actually, I kind of would have liked that now, because it'd be better than that. It would be kind of funny, actually. Maybe I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, nah, screw it. Give us more play sets. I... Uh, I I don't I don't mind that except for it made me realize that Rouge as a character uh and Big probably aren't going to get their like character moments like Tails and <laughs> the Tailses, the Amy's and the Knuckleses have, and that's a little disappointing because I mean Rouge, yeah. yeah. I can understand maybe not wanting to do a big one unless they want unless they did like Mr. Big the genius. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or hey, Mr. Actually, Big, make him like a well, I don't know. Would they do like a Italian mafia planet <laughs> run by a Mr. Big? Some, some oh, Star Trek fan God. would probably take issue with that. Yeah, <laughs> yes. See, I am as a as someone who has finally finished watching like original Star Trek. I think I said this in our last discussion. Like, yeah, go Star Trek with it. Do mafia planet. Do ancient <laughs> yeah. Rome planet. Just oh man. Oh, you should do HM Rome. I've been reading Asterix lately. That would be really good. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did wanna I wanna go back to the uh the flashback of how uh how New York City was created real quick, because we talked a little bit about that. Um I was re-watching that and I noticed as much as we hate the freaking baby, <laughs> uh I hate that baby. Hate him. How can one baby be so hateable? Yeah, yes, on it. <laughs> but uh I did notice um while the other four were fighting over what to do and all that, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, Dr. Babbles, Baby Botnik, was actually the one who came up with the idea to split New York City into five sectors for them. And so that got my stupid mind spiraling into what if Dr. Babbles is the one who's really in charge and what if he's the final boss of the entire series? <laughs> <laughs> well, See, they certainly gave us an antagonist that we can throw take. him into yeah. the void. <laughs> <laughs> 
What if it's like a no. what if it's like a Obito thing from Naruto where like he's got this voice the old, the whole time and then like near the end he's just like, but hello Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> now see I I could almost say that that was plausible except for the fact that about halfway through this um, all of the council are too stupid to realize that Nine is like hacking their stuff and is undercutting them at every turn stealing their tech except Mr. Dr. Eggman who all of a sudden puts on his big boy britches and starts acting like the real Eggman and like takes Nine into the other room and basically like intimidates and threatens to torture him again and i'm like yeah this is what i wanted man i wanted eggman versus my favorite heroes yeah. and uh the, the 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 other ones just they're 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 goofy they're they're too goofy um i it, i don't know if compared to the first season it feels like more maybe because we got breaks from them in the first season as sonic was going to the different worlds and now they are like the main antagonists and are jumping between worlds but yeah um i i guess we might as well like jump into the next episode which is revisiting you know what before we do that we've had our little section where we bitch about the chaos council and it's gonna happen again i just want to take a brief moment to acknowledge a couple of things about episode one just to get them out of the way because i've got these notes down here number one the internet went nuts over Shadow in this episode because he is a very sassy little boy. Um, <laughs> there's that whole, there's that shot of him with that little bit of uh, the nine gear in his mouth that the internet was uh-huh. like, really happy about. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Sonado fans, Sonado fans, however you want to say it, were that Sonado's carrying time a car. There is again. Uh, they're having a good time. I always thought it was supposed to be Sonado. Whatever it is. <laughs> they were happy for once. Um, the other thing to note is, and this kind of leads us into the next episode, Sonic like Sonic's way of getting to like to open a portal now is to go fast. And while well, yeah, you know, gotta go fast and all that, and he's gonna say it a few <sighs> times, he's gonna keep saying it, but it does make me think a little bit of Sonic C D because he, like various times he's having to like maintain his momentum and keep like his speed going. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's just like me recently playing Sonic Origins again. So, yeah. Yeah, you're not like even that. wrong. He he even like frequently uses the figure eight to get up to top speed. Yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. The super peel. I can't out. believe I had thought about that. It's just like a modern Sonic fa- it's like a, a casual Sonic fan trying to play. Man, I'm just trying to go fast. Why are you punishing me <laughs> for going fast? Oh, I do want to mention it's a really good scene. And again, I, I know Ian Flynn and also our other like head of of Sonic lore continuity history buffs are are like were consulted for this episode um but i don't know if the writers like did a lot of like references to the games on purpose i know the animators did there's been several videos with animators talking about like there is a shadow strikes a pose that is specifically that shadow render from shadow the hedgehog but instead of uh he's holding sonic's tech instead of a uh 45 millimeter But the uh, the scene where the scene where Shadow like gets knocked you know knocked the fuck out and is floating into the void and Sonic saves him is very like oh my god Sonic's not gonna let it happen again he couldn't save him uh, when they were saving the Earth from the Ark but it, it just yes I, I like that moment I don't want to dig too deep into it like you know I, I want to give the writers credit where it's due but it was a very nice moment that fits perfectly in with like sonic lore as a whole yeah 
I just think like there's definitely going to be a case. As we saw at least one case of the art, the basically the animators taking things into their own hands to put a little Sonic twist on things. Like there's this whole bit where someone who there's an animator whose main on Smash is Sonic. Surprisingly, uh, they worked in like a few of Sonic's like normals and specials, I believe, into some of the animation. Yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah, I tried to keep an eye out for him. Um, there's some in the the second episode too, which is um, Battle in the Boss Cage. We are we are going back to the jungle, which is also on Netflix's YouTube right now. Oh, good oh, for is. them! Huh. I did not realize that. So, <laughs> after a really solid, uh, you know, episode one with Sonic and Shadow, they send Doctor Babble and Doctor Don't, which, if you don't remember, <laughs> is. The baby, the egg baby, baby botnik. I like that name, Jake. That's, that's that's nice. And Doctor Don't, who is the, I what is he supposed to be like a Gen Z like video game programmer guy? He is the writers basically like their vessel for these damn kids. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. In any generation. <laughs> Yeah, it seems it seems like a couple of, of like those aspects of these characters are shining very much out, are uh, are like coming to the surface even harder because um, Doctor Deep, uh, I thought in the first season the joke was that he was kind of like a nerdy weeb, um, but then all of his jokes in this are more like he's like a new age hippie because he's doing lots of like yoga and Dr. Dunnett is always like yelling at him, you know, his new age crap. And then Dr. Dunnett is like, man, he's just a cranky old man. Like, damn, I know who he and what he voted for. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But yeah anyway so the 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 council sends these two goobers to boss cage mage to get there the 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 shard um yeah this is where the line sonic encounters them and literally says out loud how can one baby be so hateable you tell me sonic holy shit (laughs) um we get a cool uh sonic is fighting uh, dr babble's big mech and he uh slow motion slides under his big fist and i'm pretty sure it's almost a one-to-one recreation of uh that one bit in the sonic unleashed opening cutscene, and it's super cool yeah i like when sonic does sonic things i also like when sonic does sonic things it's enjoyable all of the uh the cave people i can't remember if their group had a name i'm just gonna say cave people because unga bunga (laughs) basically Thorn and Birdie and uh, Sonic and, um, you know, all the other cave people are trying to defend the jungle. Um, Thorn Rose is very uh, adamant on not giving up the shard because uh, she thinks it's, you know, it's the only thing that can protect the jungle and make it better. And she's, you know, she's kind of not wrong, like, especially now that everyone realizes, like, how powerful it is. And they've retained their lesson from their first encounter with Sonic, but... I, I really like this is where nine reveals like he's he's going to be hacking the entire time. And I love that he's um, I just wrote it down. Like, yeah, I love that. He's he's a sassy little bitch. Um, he, <laughs> yeah. uh, the you know, the the other egg guys still at the place are like, yeah, what are you doing over there? It's like, oh, I'm doing exactly what you asked for me. You know, you dumb egghead. And it's, it's <laughs> OK. Uh, can we acknowledge the egghead thing? That's a bit weird to me. The egghead is being thrown around as an insult to describe them as being stupid. 
because in my country, being an egghead was an insult for the fact that you were really smart. Same here. Um, that's, yep. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, that was not just a cultural thing for me. I was like, oh, that that egghead with his, with his science. <laughs> but, but I guess but in this case, he's saying, what, this egghead with his dumb brain um okay i guess maybe he means it ironically like oh yeah maybe. you guys are so smart but you don't see me you know they're so arrogant and um you know haughty that they don't realize that one nine is smarter than all of them and two that he is like you know they they trusted because like they they intimidated him that he wouldn't like try and work against them i guess i guess he's being ironic i i wonder if they also just didn't throw in like hey we get it they're egg men get it yeah egg. yeah big egg um <laughs> every time there's a little back and forth between Sonic and Thorn uh, with the uh, the other the other people. Uh, what is it? Prim Rouge, especially. She's kind of just like, look, I, we're all friends again. We kind of just want to live our lives. Like, can can you not just give these people the prism and then they'll leave us alone and not realizing how important it is? And but they eventually do team up and and keep the uh, try and keep the shard away from the guys. Uh, I like in this chase um, for the prism, uh, a tree just falls on Prim Rouge, and I'm like, okay, I guess she died <laughs> this enormous tree falls right on her but she gets better she got better <laughs> um i can't remember does uh sonic does not end up with the shard the uh the egg guys get it like that happens in, in yeah. a couple episodes right yeah yeah, yeah but like the, the whole thing is that the shard has been on birdie this whole time which you know from a distance you're like oh like in sonic adventure when uh when birdie had the chaos Emerald. yeah <laughs> but then you find out where these where the birdie's been keeping that shard <laughs> it's and that's very disgusting funny. i love I'm a birdie <laughs> sonic fi- sonic actually figures it out like pretty early and then reveals it and he's like okay where's birdie got it you know under her wing and her feathers and then she just hawks it up from her <laughs> Oh, whatever you call it that, you know, some birds swallow gravel into their throat sack. And yeah, it's it's uh, appropriately disgusting. But. <laughs> it's honestly like, that's gross. Usually I just sort of like materialize things from my body. That's, that's just how it works in my world. Yeah. Doesn't weirdo? he say doesn't he say like, uh, it's a good thing I'm wearing gloves all the time anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty yeah, that, good that line. Explains it. That was a pretty good line. I also like in the uh, so yeah the the bad guys get the shard, but uh, Sonic gets launched up uh, to the portal by uh, Birdie and Thorn. It's really cool. They give a couple of couple of really nice alley oops, fastball special, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yep. And then he ends back up in the no place, the pirate world, the soggy hellscape, as it gets referred to at one point. Oh yeah, okay, oh yeah, yeah, good. I'm glad someone else pointed that out. That's the uh, the one the one kind of swear in this whole show. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. We I really are getting say. Shadow the Hedgehog in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Shadow, yeah, Shadow's had a bad influence on everyone the moment he showed up. <laughs> oh, I did want to point out a funny thing is uh, in the credits. I noticed one of the storyboard revisionists is listed as Miles Tails Worth. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> it's, I respect I it. thought that was very cute. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's neat. They're, they're having fun. They're having fun with it. <laughs> Um, so this is Dr. Dunnett and Dr. Deep are going after the shard in the no place. 
Um, you know, when this episode opened, uh, it almost opens exactly where we left off, where uh, Knuckles the Dread got his his beauty, his his unobtainable treasure. He's finally obtained it. And I thought, oh, he got it. And he didn't immediately lose his mind. And then about 90 seconds goes by and realized, <laughs> oh, no, he's... He's still crazy. Just a slight delayed reaction. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They've been, they have been slowly setting up that, you know, because he was a coward before. I think we kind of forget. Like, yeah. ever since the last time he tried going to the Devil's Lighthouse, he was like, "Oh, I can't do it anymore. I'm going to be sitting here and eating uh, weird S- sea dogs. <laughs> sea dogs, right?" And uh, but then, like, as we got, as he went to get it. Uh, in the last season, you could see him getting his mojo back and he was becoming a little bit obsessive. And now you're seeing the culmination of that here, where he's just like, he like everyone else can get fucked. He wants his thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they 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 team up to to fight back the uh, the 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 doctors who are trying to go after the ship. Um, get some really cool uh, moments where uh, in the the last season they captured Rusty Rose and she was very adamant that you know I will never betray the council. You know if you let me free, I'll I'll destroy you. And then once she realizes that the council is abandoning her, it like literally breaks her robot brain, and she says. <laughs> You know what? Forget it. I'm a good guy, and I want revenge against them. You know, <laughs> I'll I'll show them who's who is useless. And uh, I thought that was cool. Like she she yeah. immediately strikes up a friendship with uh, her her pirate counterpart Amy. Friendships last sibling rivalry. Actually, yeah, before it was like <laughs> it's really cute. It's something like that. Yep. When when you're remembering that also like the same actor is playing all these different versions of the character, like bar one line from Poor Knuckles. Um, oh, yeah. that like it, it works surprisingly well I think that's that's one of the good things if I can say that about the fact that we're not getting our cowboy world and our anime world and all that <laughs> is that because we have these worlds established now we can the writers can let these characters grow and grow more and hopefully we get some more characters and some more hidden little things out of them like this kind of friendship slash sibling rivalry um, I like and we'll we'll get to it more as we keep going through these episodes, but I, I would like to say off the bat that, like, throughout the season, I really enjoyed when, like, doubles met. So, like, when Amy and Amy, and when yeah. Knuckles, especially yeah. when Knuckles and Knuckles met, like, that, it's it was just fun every time, <laughs> I, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. That's kind of the thing, like, you were saying, like, yeah, we, we bemoan the lack of cowboy world, which is the thing <laughs> I wasn't expecting to say this season. But in actuality, because they, I guess they they don't have the budget or plans to do any of these other worlds, now it's not them going, haha, what if we do cowboy world? Haha, what if we do space world or whatever? Now they get to have actual characters with consequences and character arcs and things interweaving with yeah. one another. So it doesn't feel like, so, and because they're meeting each other now and it's like, oh, it's actually becoming a whole cast. Yeah, they're they're basically the same character, but in a different guise and a different voice or whatever. But yeah, it's it's becoming its own little world now, and that's kind of cool. I, I I think that's also why like the the Chaos Council is feels more flat in this batch of episodes Mm -hmm. because all the other characters we are revisiting them they're getting to meet other counterparts they're they're learning and growing like even at the end of this one like we realize oh no like knuckles the dread has not only completely lost his mind but is also like betraying his crew again by uh lying to them after sonic runs off to recover the shard and saying like ah that blue scallywag abandoned us in the middle of the fight and like yeah. that bastard has been gone for five minutes he's betrayed <laughs> us 
Megatron has fallen. I dread claim leadership <laughs> of the Decepticons. It's actually, I have to say, like, I really like that. I, I, I enjoyed Knuckles the Dread, even if I'm just like, well, it's just a pirate version of Knuckles, isn't it? But in actuality, this is kind of like a flip of Knuckles, because, yeah, while Knuckles has always been obsessed with his one MacGuffin, aka the Master Emerald, it's not usually Knuckles who's like the traitor, the like the duplicitous one. Yeah. He's usually the one who's getting fooled by people, but he's the one like doing all the trickery. Yeah, that's here. true. It's kind of cool, actually. Uh, another thing that I don't know if it was intentional, like someone sat down and said, um, I, the writer, I'm going to invert, you, you know, like Knuckles is established yeah. character, but it works that way. So it's mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really like it. It's it's also not like, although I wouldn't be opposed to that. That would be pretty funny. Like if it was a complete personality swap with, say, like Rouge. Like he's not really <laughs> obsessed with gems like she is, but he is like this. The his beauty, the prism shard, was the one that got away, and now that he has it, he absolutely will not give it up, even if he doesn't know why. Like <laughs> he's gollumming it up right now, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, speaking of Lord of the Rings, I do love the, uh, it's, uh, between Pirate Amy, I forget her name, it's, uh... Um, Black Rose? Uh, uh, Black Rose. Yeah, yeah, Black Rose. I was like, oh, it's Baton Rouge, it's Sales Tale, yeah, it's uh. Black Rose and, um, Rusty Rose are doing, like, the, the Gimli Legolas as they're shooting down, um, <laughs> all of the, uh, the Eggman robots, you know, counting. I, I think, I think Catfish drops a people's elbow at one point. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yep, Big's still here. He's around. It's it's fine. He's fine. I guess he doesn't need his own episode. I would have liked them to have justified, like, why is Big here except for background jokes? But I guess that works. <laughs> I mean, isn't that, but isn't that just, like, what Big has become in the Sonic franchise as a whole? What is he here for other than background jokes? <laughs> You're right. I mean, Frontiers literally, you know, opens with Sonic saying, Big, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm just hanging out, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Big, I think it was either this episode or the next episode, but there's, like, a scene where um, the not-Sonic characters <laughs> are surrounded by some robots, and then all of a sudden, all of them fight back, except for big but then froggy gets in and just like wrecks one of the robots i'm like dang dang froggy hard yeah (laughs) froggy's got some bloodlust i thought there's even a pirate froggy in this next episode as they're chasing sonic after you know believing he's abandoned them uh catfish is like hesitant to get on the uh the lasers on the uh the ship they've stole and then froggy hops off his head and just starts smashing the trigger with his big (laughs) you know back leg that was that was pretty good Froggy's a real MVP. <laughs> he, he needs. He I tastes. That kind of brings us to uh, episode four. No way out, as they call it. Uh, oh, Spider Man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, multiverse stuff. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, this is like. But we, we, it's worth like acknowledging the brief cutaway back to uh, up in the void where uh, Shadow is like just griefing them in the distance, <laughs> just messing around with the Chaos yeah. Council. Yeah, it, it's uh, good that they're actually using him for stuff now that they've introduced him into the uh, main story. Yeah, I also like, it's nice that he has to do things. <laughs> I also really appreciate that like they're really using his his rocket boots, uh, like like for more functionality, uh, than just helping him. Yeah. Air shoes. I'm sorry, air <laughs> shoes, yes. 
No, it is cool. Like, especially he uses them to get around the void, whereas like Sonic had to like hop from from rock to rock. And it's it's really clever. And this is a really nice scene. I do, if I can say something nice about the council, I do at least appreciate that Dr. Don't has like a unique thing where he uses his like VR goggles to tap into individual robots to control them directly. Like, that's cool. Like, that's much better than um, Babel and Dr. Deep just having, like, oh, they have big mechs. Like, okay, yeah, that's whatever. Who who doesn't at this point? Yeah. (laughs) I did take a note that uh, Dr. Don't speaks in Leet speak that is, I'm pretty sure, older than I am. So, (laughs) for the love of God, let's move on to something else. Um, What was the other? I think in another episode, he does a hashtag joke, which is, uh, I think it's okay to just retire that one from all writing and any medium forever i agree like, yeah it wasn't funny when <laughs> salmonella did it in ace attorney like 20 years ago and it's not funny now Oof. that's what i'm talking about like it's been that long i should not have to keep hearing that i mean i just recently watched uh transformers animated and there was a character who did a leak joke because he's an internet oh person. yeah headmaster yes i am so late yeah well i have no idea what that means yeah <laughs> but like that was of that time certainly not the 2020s i think yes it is just moved past like you can't even do it ironically um before i forget <laughs> i want to do a special shout out to uh dejimon 11 on twitter for saying what everyone else was uh too cowardly to say which is that the deadly six are better than the chaos council <laughs> <laughs> Strong i mean <laughs> yeah here's the thing they are like all a bunch of stereotypical little villains that you've seen like in a million things and their designs aren't very good and they still have more purpose to them than the Chaos Council because <laughs> we know what their deal is we know where they came from and they're not just and and they're not just a bunch of uh, jokes about you know this generation and that generation. And if I and if I had to bet money on it, the Deadly Six got to show up in the comics and get like several really fun arcs. I love yep. um, uh, Zavok's part in the Bad Guys miniseries, where he basically tells Doctor Starline that like uh, I've got you figured out like to the letter. But just to let you know, I'm going to follow you and see where you go with this. And it's mm-hmm. uh, it's just a really good moment for this like nothing character, like you said. Um, I bet you my bo- I bet my bottom dollar the Chaos Council never shows up again after these episodes are done. Which there's not going to be fan demand for these guys. I don't like. Okay, it's worth acknowledging there have at least been one or two posts on Twitter from people who are. God bless them, trying to make out that these characters have some worth of meaning to them. (laughs) I saw someone try to, like, it's like, no, each of these doctors represent an aspect of Eggman's personality. I swear he does. And I'm like, you know what? You're you're giving the writers way too much credit, but bless you for trying to find something with <laughs> this cast of jokers. Also, no no offense to that person because they, no. they they didn't do anything wrong. That is also absolutely like... not. I don't blame people for trying to uh, to find meaning in something that has no meaning. That's life. <laughs> that that is also like the go to like oh what if this you know children's thing was very deep and actually represented like different personalities 
personality disorders, like the old, like, hey, what if... The, Winnie the, the Pooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, no, <laughs> or, I was going to say the one I remember was Rugrats, that, oh, Angelica, oh, yeah. Angelica's, like, in an insane asylum, and, like, each of the babies that she hates is, like, parts of her <laughs> messed up personality. There's, I'm like, yeah, that's that's been around, that the, interpretation. Oh, uh, Yeah, I was going to say the Ed and Eddie one. Yeah. Now they're just a bunch of funny cartoon guys. Yeah. When will we pass on to the next round, Double D? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have to have our souls judged against our sins, Ed. Dorks. That's that's, (laughs) Eddie's stealing the quarters out of the river Styx's uh, (laughs) ferryman's back pocket. The the ferryman is just plank. (laughs) (laughs) Yeehaw! Uh, God, okay, we gotta get back on track here. (laughs) Um, oh, yes, we talked about, yes, Shadow's trying to slow down the council in the void. Uh, Nine finally gets caught. Um, but again, only because the only smart Eggman, Mr. Doctor, like, catches him and because he's not a complete doofus. Sonic does recover the shard. He kind of starts convincing the pirates that he didn't um, def- uh, abandon them and then, like, cements it in their mind because he tosses the shard away to, like, save their lives from from the doctors. Um, the council does recover it and Sonic chases them off again. Knuckles the Dread stows away on on their mothership there's some really good it, this one's kind of hard to talk about because there's really good fights and again like we said really great uh choreography um just not a lot of story happens which is totally fine it's just it, it makes watching the show much better and not you know listening listening to us uh you know us jabronis like recount it for you <laughs> Because it is really, like we said, it's a very good kids action action show. Like this, this stuff was obviously really planned out. Yeah, there's some there's some good bit there's some good bits in general too. Like I think there's a moment where Rusty is like, "Let me go down with the ship. I am expendable." And Black Rose and me like, "Well, I'm not." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there there are some really good dialogue moments where like Rusty is she has betrayed the council, but is still like operating like she's like how she was treated under them and the other characters are like that's not what being a friend or a crewmate is so knock it off girl <laughs> we love you now <laughs> you're part of our nakama now <laughs> God. oh we said that last time didn't we probably <laughs> it's still Might funny have. still i funny. mean this place is called no place it's got the same cadence and almost exactly yeah no place <laughs> I can I can make it work. Come yeah. aboard, bring along all your shards uh, and ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, speaking of Netflix, huh? Yeah, yeah. But, hey, by the time this episode comes out, that's going to be out. Let's yep. hope it's watchable. It was either really bad or kind of good, with no in between. I stand by those words, the one piece thing. You cannot have middle ground on this topic. (laughs) There can't be nuanced opinions about this. Okay, back to Sonic Prime. We're now at episode five. Did we say the, yeah, we said the title of episode four. Episode five, a madness to their methods. See, it's, it's reversed. It's, that's not how you usually say that. Um, did we mention that the first episode is <laughs> referencing the Noid, the d- extinct Domino's mascot? I think he came oh, back. <laughs> I mean, it's the... <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
okay, sorry. It makes a lot of these. Jo- and there are many different writers. Um, I, I recognize a couple names. I think Meriwether Williams wrote uh, a couple of these. Yeah, I, th- I think a couple. Yeah, and they're like a cartoon veteran, like been around for years and years. I remember they they did uh, some of my favorite episodes of like the original run of Friendship is Magic back in the day. But titles like that and some of the jokes from the council really does like i know exactly how old these writers are and i'm not again not making a moral judgment i'm just saying i know yeah. <laughs> uh so the the council goes back to new york to to take their three power shards to like supercharge their robots and Try and the rebellion are like uh, like at the time the rebellion are celebrating their victory for five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then they're back. I mean, you, yeah, you didn't you didn't defeat them, guys. They just left. Like, but also remember <laughs> that like the amount of time that passes differs between dimensions. So true. For all, for all they know, they've been gone for you know months or whatever. Could be could stand could to be. clean up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> oh, who am I to judge? I'm looking around at my flat. <laughs> Um, this is where I noticed, like, I watched these with the subtitles just to, to, you know, to help taking notes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dr. Babel gets subtitles now? Like, we get to yeah, know what this stupid... Periodically! Yeah. <laughs> when they feel like it. I... I, I don't It's I don't weird. It. It's like, when I say he gets subtitles, we don't mean it's like the usual way. It says babbles uh, incoherently. It's They'll actually uh, transcribe his dialogue into English. Uh, but not like with any real consistency that's the thing no in fact i would say the funnier joke is when he says like a five second string of babble and some other character turns to him and says you know what you're right let's do that (laughs) that's funnier yes that that like they should just keep doing that but no they they yeah they they subtitle it to let us know but it's very confusing now, what I wanted from the show is to hear what the baby was thinking. Thanks, yeah. Netflix. <laughs> that made everything better. Yeah, Sonic. Sonic meets back up with uh, Rebel Rouge and uh, uh, Nux, who are, like you said, they they were excited about potentially rebuilding the city. You know, re- replanting the trees, etc. But now, you know, Sonic kind of fills them in. They need to get the shards, and he needs to rescue Nine. And even then, like they are very much like. Ah, oh, that kid, the one that betrayed us? And he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. He's a good guy now. He's my best friend. And I, I'm, I'm kind of realizing there is a little bit of undercurrent, and it, it does, like, fully blossom in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Sonic genuinely believes that he is Nine's friend, but there is an undercurrent of, because I'm his friend, he's going to be a good guy now. Like... He is still projecting onto Nine as if he's Tails. Like, all Nine needs is me, Sonic, the greatest guy in the world. And, you know, he's not saying that out loud, but it's it's, it's subtly inferred. He he doesn't really understand that what he is saying and assuming could be harmful. He assumes that Nine is going to be his friend because he's cool and he's Sonic. And he also assumes that Nine is going to be a friend because he's Tails. Like, at least that's it, because Tails is always his friend. Uh, Tails always goes along with Sonic, always literally follows along. So, like, whether Sonic knows it or not, and I don't know that he does, it's there, 
and we're yeah. gonna get to that and and i feel like yeah shadow points that that is part of what shadow was trying to tell sonic but again because he's shadow he delivered it in the most blunt and like a, a cool thing like whether shadow realizes it or not the most like edgy and negative way possible <laughs> shadow is like a parent advising their kid who is online being like they just say it in the worst possible way watch out for yourself yeah because he's saying look he's the, the, they're not the, you just met them online they're not real they're re- they are real dad uh, <laughs> yeah so it doesn't exactly. help this is where yes we we said mr dr eggman has caught nine like attempting th- all of his subterfuge with their systems and is like kind of putting the screws to him about like how are we going to defeat sonic uh we are our robots it seems like even if we power them up he manages to defeat them and nine you know he again gets sassy to him and says like you know what you can't beat sonic because he's too fast and he's too powerful and he's too cool and you're a bunch of lame <laughs> it's pretty great actually yeah. because yeah. he's like how do we beat sonic i'm not telling you sh- jack <laughs> look sonic you, if you wanted to beat sonic you'd have to think like him and i don't think you could oh sh- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i think this this might have gotten slightly spoiled in a trailer but i mean yeah yes. they straight up showed it yeah okay he goes off and builds a metal sonic and a metal sonic um, yeah. I think, yeah, by the end of this one is where they reveal uh, his proper name, which is Chaos Sonic, which I, he he doesn't actually say anything until the next episode. So we'll 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 finish this one off. This is where I kind of realized that Rouge, even in, in her role in this world, is like, I think in the last time we said, oh, she's the leader. She's the Sally Acorn. It's she just unfortunately still seems to be around just to like. Uh, fill other characters in or remind the audience like what's going on and like I said with these episodes I kind of let go of that I would have loved like a rouge centric episode that actually like delved into her characters like the other one but eh, it, it is what it is it is worth noting that during this episode they make the egg forces bigger bigger yes <laughs> i don't know why that's sort of the, the, the one bit that actually makes me laugh is that they were like oh we're going to use prison power to uh, change the egg forces to make them more powerful and like i think it was was it dr dunnett it was just like make them big yeah <laughs> you're big <laughs> which, which again which, <laughs> which again was like such a contrast with Mr. Dr. Eggman who is getting like information from nine. And I'm like, yeah, he's the smart one because he's Eggman and all these other jobbers like aren't. Um, yeah, as see, far as we know. <laughs> yeah, man, y'all have ruined my vocabulary with the wrestling stuff. Um, <laughs> so yeah, in, in the next episode, which is double trouble, which is very like, I mean, it's on the nose, whatever it's. But yeah, here's Chaos Sonic. And here is where this is the only time where I saw like the the reaction online to these episodes where I saw people. Oh, and I'm sorry. I have to say, I know people like a decade younger than me being like, oh, man, Chaos Sonic was so lame. I hate that he talked. Why can't a Metal (laughs) Sonic be cool? And I'm like man none of y'all read the the archie comics when shard was around or even the original (laughs) their original version of metal sonic who was like cracking up a store yeah and it's the fact that this this isn't metal sonic it's a sonic robot he's chaos it's a chaos council metal sonic so of course it's going to be different yeah aside from like the general silhouette of his head this is like a way different metal sonic this is 
like he's more of a metal Sonic. You know, because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they said the whole thing is you need to think like Sonic. So they're like, okay, make him as annoying as possible. Got it. Uh, <laughs> yes, I love because, that. Yeah, I, I love that Sonic acknowledges that like he is like a motor mouth. And I love uh, Devin Mack's performance as both Sonic and Chaos yes. Sonic in this. And I think he even I he don't, confirmed it. Yeah. OK, did he say for sure? I know he said he oh, said I wanted to. OK, I, I wanted uh, uh, it I, was I, his decision to make him sound as an quote unquote nineties as possible. And there was another, there was another voice actor during the nineties and we all know him. And yes, that's right. The guy from the Sonic OVA, that's who he was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Got any cheese? <laughs> oh man. I, I really, I, I really enjoyed chaos Sonic. He's only around for this episode. He gets blown the fuck up at the end of it. <laughs> um, so even if you didn't like him, it's like, well, he's dead. He might get an action figure. Um, <laughs> But I, I really like it. It's 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 a new it's a different but positive spin for me on a metal Sonic. Like this yeah. is Sonic's Prime's version of it. And I tell you what, like Metal Sonic and, and again, maybe I'm just the old man yelling at Cloud. It sure seems like similar to Shadow that a big swath of the fandom doesn't actually know what they want from Metal Sonic because when you go into like the discussion of of like oh I hated Chaos Sonic because he wasn't like a threat like Metal Sonic and like oh "Oh, yes Uh, and I'm going to be like oh yeah like he was in Sonic Heroes no that one sucks too because he talks and it's you know big lame you know he's so lame I'm like okay so like in the IDW comics no because Sonic beats him every time and blah 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 and I'm like okay well what do you want and I I saw some people are like I just wanted to be like the Sonic OVA and I'm like I don't see the difference like (laughs) the whole point of the the Metal Sonic and the OVA was Sonic had to learn how to fight him and if you want Metal Sonic to show up again like Sonic knows how to fight him so speaking (sighs) of the Sonic OVA like I know you're you're getting on a point about how Sonic fans don't know what they want and we know that (laughs) <laughs> That's half of this podcast. Um, but, like, why I like it is because this reminds me of the OVA and that this is actually, like, in a way that the OVA wasn't, this is absolutely a Metal Sonic that feels like it's got Sonic's personality that yeah. feels like a match to Sonic yeah. for once. Now, you can, if you're annoyed by that, that's fine. Even Sonic's annoyed by it. <laughs> I told you my three-step plan yet. <laughs> oh, you're gonna love it. Hey! Step one, beat you to a pulp, obviously. Step two, a rebrand. Ah, this guy just won't stop talking. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's cool to see that for once, because this guy doesn't, like, zoom around on a rocket. He's running like Sonic using his actual legs. Yeah. It's, there's, there's a lot going on with this guy. So all that to say, I liked Chaos Sonic fine. It was he was pretty funny. I like that Sonic. I, I think Sonic literally says it sometime. Like, is that what I sound like to everyone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's gonna have to make some changes. Yeah, and I think the fact that they do like give him a different name and a different design does help a lot to differentiate further differentiate him from the other metal so- metal sonic and sonic robots that have come before like he's not metal sonic he's not mecha sonic he's not metallics he's not any of these guys and it allows him to stand on his own separate from any of these other robot doppelgangers 
Also, fun little fact, someone pointed this out on Twitter, and I was like, oh man, really? Because you know, Jeff and Devin Mack was clearly referencing Jaleel White's performance as Sonic, and it's great, I love it, it's really cool. Um, One of the things he does is when he does, like, when he's attacking Sonic and throwing fists and kicks and stuff, he does, like, those little, like, kung fu noises that Sonic would make in Sat AM when he was, like, zipping around (laughs) the place. Yeah, Uh, that's cool, that's cool. He also gets in a, you're too slow, with the exact cadence. Yeah. <laughs> that that oh, even man. said, yeah, no, that that has been burned into my brain for 15 years or whatever. I had to. <laughs> yep, yep. That is stuff where we do have to acknowledge. Like, yes, there are lots of people making this show who are obviously Sonic fans themselves. Like, and that, like you said, that stuff just shines out in a positive way. I think, yeah, the other big thing that happens at the end of this episode, besides Chaos Sonic getting obliterated, is the council decides to permanently open doors to the other Shatterverse worlds, and that causes them the entire multiverse or whatever to become unstable. And Nine gets real serious about it, like, no, you don't understand, this could destroy all of us. And yeah, they're just like, oh yeah, Project Fear, yeah, like, what's the worst that could happen? (laughs) (laughs) I I do want to point out that my first, like, audible big laugh was when Knuckles the Dread, like, falls off the the council's ship and ends up uh, getting saved by Sonic and lands on the roof and then gets to meet uh, Nux and Prim. Shiver me timbers, ye be me! Are you making fun of me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Yeepy me. (laughs) One thing about this episode... There was actually a moment that I thought was almost funny with the baby, and that is when he's when they're all drinking together, all the Chaos Council. The baby's got a little thing of milk, and he drink. And he, once he pulls the cup down of milk, he's got a little milk mustache like an eggman. Yes, man. I, I, oh, I noticed that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 fine. That's, that's the fine. only thing. I'm the only time I'm going to comfort <laughs> something regarding the baby. Ah. <sighs> baby the baby all right we're we're in the home stretch we're now at episode uh seven cracking down just after nine did a big apology like oh man sorry about that uh and and sonic's like yeah whatevs it's cool (laughs) talking about how he yeah took the shard originally went to the grim kind of kind of betrayed the rebellion who you know they weren't exactly working together but it was still pretty shitty nine and he he acknowledged it he's he's glad to see sonic again and again you think like okay yeah these guys are they're buddies they're gonna they're gonna watch out for each other we'll see yeah this is nine uh after sonic kind of relays like uh, everything he saw in Ghost Hill was shadowed, like it clicks in Nine's head that the key to restoring the prism is to take them back there and to, you know, fit them back into their original shape. This uh, this episode, I remember sticking out that Sonic seemed a little too high energy. I'd, I'd have to watch it again, but I guess it doesn't really matter. This is also where they, they, they make it back to Ghost Hill and Nine starts to like saying like, okay, I can do this. I can fit these shards back together. It's going to be incredibly difficult. And I, 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 he like says very nicely, like, I kind of need you to give me some space, Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we get another really good conversation between Sonic and Shadow to where they're not punching each other. They are literally just standing next to each other talking. And it's it's really solid where, again, Shadow is saying, like, you sure you can trust that kid? Like, he literally did betray you before. And also, again, he's not your Tails. Yeah. And, he, and, and Sonic comes back at him again with a, another, you know, really good point. It's like... 
yeah, but he is a Tails, and Tails is my friend, and Nine is my friend now, and everything is going to work out fine, Shadow. How do you know you can trust him? Trust is an issue for you, Shadow. That's why you don't have any friends. I don't think your friend wants the same thing we do. I thought you were going to say, like, Sonic comes like a real big point. Oh, Shadow, you don't have any friends. <laughs> he does say something like that, doesn't he? Yeah, this is why you don't have friends. It's like, well, not anymore. Thanks, Sega. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I re- reject that reality and substitute my own. <laughs> Omega Rouge and Shadow are all living in an apartment and they're all <laughs> funny together. You have to make your own shadow space where that's a thing anymore. Yeah. We also, um, in this episode, uh, on the way to getting to Ghost Hill, we travel through, um, I don't think we travel through the No Place, but we do go through Boss Cage for sure. And uh, we-, we do go to No Place, I think. Yeah, back in No yeah, because I've got it on my notes here. They go through No Place. Oh, th- th- this is where they've been, like, raising up, like, uh, buildings and yes. stuff. Like, they've been making new yokes out of everywhere else. And so, like, your building's coming up out of, out of the water, which makes me think, Jesus Christ, there's supposed to be some really big buildings. Yeah. <laughs> they're probably yeah. coming up from the bottom of the right. ocean. <laughs> Although we have established in, like, the No Place episodes that, yeah, this is a flooded world, because we saw the loop-de-loop under the water when they're in submarine mode, so... Welcome you know. to Rapture. <laughs> I thought, yeah. oh, God. Yeah, see, we did that joke already. Uh, <laughs> I thought, yeah... Yeah, because is this also where we get, is it nine and uh, sales also like get to see yep. each other yeah. briefly and just kind of wave? Nine and like- sales. Nine and Mangy too from Boss Cage. Yeah. Oh yeah, main yeah Mangy Mangy Tails doesn't get a lot to do. He does have uh, he does make some cute funny noises again. Uh-huh. I I just couldn't couldn't help like both of those both of those voice actresses just nailed that. Like oh man, it's Tails and he's making cute puppy noises. <laughs> yeah, but imagine what it's like for Nine looking at that. It's like oh Jesus Christ, what happened to me in this world? <laughs> and then um and then in Boss Cage we also get uh, I think for just a little bit we get all three or three of the Amy's so far meeting with each other. Yeah, black, black and rusty see Thorn passing, and then they have that moment of like, what? <laughs> There's more. They're like, wow, goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like Boss Cage main, kind of isn't getting as represented as some of the others, but I think that might just be because the others have had characters from those worlds jumping into the other ones. And Boss Cage and its cast have stayed relatively isolated the whole time. Whereas, you know. I mean, who wants to go to Boss Cage, really? Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. New, New York is constantly moving into other zones between Nine the Council. And Dreads, you know, jumping between zones as well. So it's like, I don't know. I, I kind of wish that there had been a little bit more for at least Thorn, if not the whole Boss Cage cast to do. I think to be fair, Boss Cage, out of at least the first season, had not in a bad way, but like the heaviest like thematic elements because it it had like the the actually good environmentalism subtext in there, but it also but it also had like right. like rebonding of friendships between Thorn and the rest of the cast, and like we spent a pretty good amount of time in season one in Boss Cage, and with that thematic heaviness in there. You know, you make a good point about that. Like Boss Cage, at least while it feels really separate in the way that New York doesn't, it does have that sort of thematic energy. Whereas, as we know, no place is just like, yo, pirates. Yeah, yo, yeah, yo. yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did that last time too. <laughs> Boss Cage kind of just had like its little story arc that got resolved. Whereas the other ones kind of didn't 
like you said, New York is New York also is the place where we see the most extras, like other members of the rebellion, just like kind yeah. of background Sonic Forces create a character furries. And then <laughs> yeah, no place didn't really finish because it ended uh right with you know, Dread getting getting his beauty. And yeah, Boss Cage just kind of it kind of wrapped up. And I guess if you want to say Boss Cage still has the the cool thing that makes it stand out is the giant birdie like <laughs> the other ones don't have like a, a giant monster creature as well so that, that's that makes yeah. it stand out well you know it's appropriate that boss cage wrapped up but no place just keeps on going and going, and ah. going, and going, and going. <laughs> i guess that brings us to this last episode ghost of a chance <laughs> sorry they can't call it ghost of a chance and not have me just imagine little karibos yeah. <laughs> yes. like, it's not him Ooh, i'm a ghost <laughs> gosh i haven't thought about that in a while thank you <laughs> yeah the, this these last two episodes again reminded me of when um evan stanley mentioned that sega basically like loosened up how they allow writers to portray shadow because that comes that also comes through in in this batch of episodes as well it's like they've kind of finally figured out like we were saying like oh okay like if we we let people um like go back to what people remember of shadow's character without regressing him too much that it works out fine and i i think that's really strong in this last last episode where you think everything's gonna turn out okay and then nine basically reveals that like he doesn't want to do any of that like he wants to go back to the grim with the prism shards now that he knows how to put them together and is like I still want to make my own world, the the one that I I never had and needed, and I I'm not your tail, Sonic. Like, quit putting that on me. Yeah, we're not remaking your old world. We're building a better one, the perfect world in Grim, our clean slate. Why does the slate have to be clean? I liked the old slate. It was our home. It was never my home. Plus, it's gone. I think you can get it back. You're wrong about that. We need to build a new home. Come on, little buddy. Stop calling me that! You just assumed I'd go along with you no matter what. Did you even consider what I wanted? I assumed that after everything we've been through, you'd see things the way I do. Just like the real tales would. I am real! It's really complex and strong, and it feels like... This whole series of of 24 episodes, it feels like the culmination is going to be the Sonic and Nine story. And they're the most, and the most interesting, like that's the most interesting dynamic here. I think, yeah, is this sort of like because it's taken from the games is the idea of what if Tails didn't have Sonic? We talked about that last time. Yeah, that's why I think even though Nine is his own little edgy boy uh, with his nine inch nails top and everything, <laughs> um, we, like the idea of a Tails who got bullied and didn't have someone there for him being the like his canon event, if you will, for what <laughs> what led him to become Nine. Uh, that's cool to Sonic fans because it's something we haven't really acknowledged a whole lot. It's like, what is Tails without Sonic? Yeah. Uh, actually, STC did do that, and apparently, according to if if Sonic wasn't around, so Tails would have drowned. Apparently, <laughs> oh, but that's a whole other story for another day. Um, but yeah, like that's why I like this. And also, Sonic did actually say at one point, you know, you don't understand the real Tails would, and like Nine is like, I am real, yes. and it's like Sonic's like, oh. Okay, that's on me. <laughs> yeah, that just kind of solidified the Sonic is not meaning to 
treat nine that way he just he he doesn't understand because (laughs) again the only person telling him that he is wrong is shadow and he is want to ever take shadow seriously because (laughs) you know he just thinks he's jealous uh i think he even says that in the first one he uh oh oh he yeah after he rescues him it's like and i bet it's eating you up on the inside it's like (laughs) yeah you're right sonic it is shadow is correct in this exact act you know in this very particular instance and it it just comes across really well it's it's another like we already brought up there was some really solid writing on in in the boss k the original boss k's episodes talking about like the relationship between friends and how things can be miscommunicated with even people you think you're very close to and that that can kind of poison your relationships if you're not not careful yeah and that is a big part of like the story like behind this the only downside is this like and that this is the thing that i've been kind of sitting on is sonic sonic feels like he has regressed a lot in this show like compared to some of it and i'm not even saying compared to frontiers like even to other sonic games sonic is sonic is coded very young in this he's like somewhere between like lost world and colors sonic and like movie sonic and sometimes it can be a bit grating yeah it's <sighs> It is so interesting. Um, Movie Sonic is so much more easy to accept because that is a completely separate continuity where we've said in our discussion about those movies, they are Sonic enough, but that is also, like you said, he is coded very young in those movies. And yeah, I was kind of hoping after the first batch of episodes, we we did move away from Sonic going to a new universe and go, you know, well, uh, what's going on? I don't get it. Will someone please explain it? again and they didn't do that in this one but it crops up in other areas to where it like you said it's just a little too much naivete i guess um Mm -hmm. like i i mean you said like colors in lost world like the 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 biggest problems with those is sonic is a little too callous um you know like i like the uh the 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 back and forth he has with tails and colors where they're kind of like little like uh, you know brothers like elbow in each other but this one I don't know. Like I, I, I agree with you that I, I wish they would have just turned it down a few notches, um, and made it not so obvious. I guess because the, the I think the writing is stronger than that. Like I, I just got done complimenting like how subtle it was about like. Uh, friendships and accidentally hurting your friend's feelings and mm-hmm. sometimes it seems like sonic is still just kind of stupid and <laughs> yeah, that's the problem that's not necessarily out of character for sonic yeah. but you have to have a balance there's definitely a, a difference between like this sonic and say like idw sonic who's happening right now who's still you know still makes lots of mistakes still is a, a bit naive but and this one he's just a bit of a dumbass sometimes <laughs> so it can have differences in character, but you know, some it just gets a little bit grating sometimes. One of the one of the things I I remember mentioning in the last episode where we talked about the first season was I I think personally one of the moral themes that they're weaving through all these episodes is Sonic's need to to think through his actions more in the first season. It seems like it was like a, a very much a physical needing to think through it because his physical actions are what caused the whole shatter space thing to happen in the first place. But now in this season, especially in these last couple episodes, it's more his emotional actions of, mm. of correlating nine to tails um, and not thinking through that enough are causing that. And 
I'm interested in, I mean, if they're keeping it up, you know, two out of three parts of the series, I'm definitely interested to see how that ends up in the third part, because I really do see this. Yeah. Like he's, I, I do agree. He's like, he's being too naive at some points and he's, it's like, he's realizing his mistakes, but he's still making those mistakes at the same time. And I'm hoping that this leads to a, honestly, like a really good redemptive uh, finish of the entire series for Sonic. Well, what's actually going to happen is in the next batch of episodes is after making like physical mistakes and emotional mistakes, next time he's going to make a bunch of spiritual mistakes. (laughs) Fall out of faith with his creator and everything. It's going to be very sad. Um, I'm sorry, Father Naka. (laughs) Well, the fallen angels. (laughs) We completely glossed over the fact that not supersonic fights and not Titan. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, okay. it's only lame in the fact that the the preview image on Netflix is the the prism Eggman Titan and but there's no oh. sense of scale, so I thought, oh man, it's it's Prime Eggman. He's finally showed up. And then nope. what the council does is use the the you know, their their stored prism power to make a huge giant Dr. Eggman for the I, pinnacle of all creation, yeah. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so is he because he's the original before the shadow spaces? Yeah, is he their god? <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Is why why does it look like the real Doctor Eggman, but he hasn't shown up at all? And oh, I do want to say before I forget, I really like Brian Drummond's uh, uh, Eggman in this, uh, specifically Mister Doctor, because his cadence um, reminds me of the red guy from Cow and Chicken. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then gets really yelled, you know, it's it's very funny. It's it's I, I think we said before, like Brian Drummond's take is like it is recognizably an Eggman voice, but he puts his own spin on yeah, it. Yeah, it really feels like a blend I, I know I said this last time, but it really does feel like the perfect blend of like Mike and Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With a little bit of deep raspy Dean Bristow in there, even. Yeah. Um yeah, so they make this giant Eggman, and he's stomping towards the cave with the prism shards, and Sonic and Shadow try and hold him off, and, and Shadow gets his shit wrecked, and he, Sonic asks Nine, like, I've, I've seen you do it before with the shards, you gotta give me a boost, and, and Nine is saying, like, well, I will definitely kill you, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> and this is after already receiving a boost for the first time. Double boost! Yeah, because there's two boosts. There's the first one, like, before, like, even Operation B. Big boy pants, as they call it, the giant Titan Eggman shows up, oh, and so he gets, and so he gets like a little boost that gives him like after images, I guess like hypersonic, but he's just regular oh, Sonic, and he can yeah. talk, yeah. and he can talk to his after images, yeah. and just after Sonic had a moment in like the Chaos Sonic episode of being like, oh man, if I'm this annoying, I really need to like reevaluate my choices, and there he is again, being an <laughs> unbearable little prick to himself. He, he becomes more like Chaos Sonic. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it kind of made me wish that Shadow had just been in the the Chaos Sonic episode, so we could have gotten those lines back to back. It's aiming away from us. That doesn't make any sense. Maybe they know when they're beat. These guys, please. If you believe that, then you're even dumber than you look. Finally, a Sonic I can agree with. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really good. Yes. 
But yeah, he he goes back because he's like, ah, that boost wasn't enough. And then we get a another boost, and of course it works, and we get the cool like zoom in on Sonic's eyes, which I guess is more movie Sonic because I thought, duh, is I doing Frontiers? But forgetting that Frontiers took that same boost from yeah. Yeah. <laughs> movie Sonic. Well, he gets the electrified blue eyes and he yes. gets pink spikes. Yes. No, he doesn't. T- like I was all the time thinking, is it going to be a supersonic? Is it going to be a supersonic? It's not a supersonic. Just pink spike, blue eyes, Sonic. Kind of ultra instinct, Sonic. S- semi, semi pseudo supersonic. You know oh, that yep. again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is like the uh, that end of that season of Sonic X when you put it like that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. Does he does he zip inside the big titan's mouth? Yep, oh yeah, he absolutely does. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Self wars. Yeah. You know, it's just prism energy. It's not you know, he doesn't burst. He's out not of actually his getting up, guts. getting up in his guts and <laughs> it looks pretty cool. It is a little bit of a I don't know. It's just the giant Eggman thing threw me for such a loop that I it distracted me from how cool it was supposed to be. Yeah. Because I... <laughs> there is something both kind of silly and yet at the same time kind of creepy about how Titan Eggman like like slowly opens his mouth and it, like it's funny while he's doing it but then when he charges up a beam it's just like there's actually something kind of scary about this. <laughs> just like... Oh yeah. Big, well like, he doesn't talk or anything Yeah he like doesn't that. talk so... It's just his... I mean, I, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say, like, it's just because that movie rules so hard and nobody will ever do a breath laser attack better again. But, like, Shin Godzilla, like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it reminded me of. And I'm like, no, that's an, that's, a, that's an easy, this scene will be cool if you're going to do a giant kaiju with a breath attack, like, make it look like the Shin Godzilla one. Yep. But he's no supreme high Robotnik. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I, I was thinking about that. <laughs> too many pairs of pants on him. um so yeah we kind of got into like oh yay we do you know we push the council back in time for nine to finish and then yeah he he tells sonic like i never said i was gonna help you and, and, and blah 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 and all that we kind of we kind of already hashed that out and it's it's really solid and i hope it has a good conclusion um yeah just to I mean, kind of go over it. Like, I feel like every character, like Bar talked about, like Rouge and and Big, kind of get left in the in the back, and it's mm-hmm. it's more of a shame for for Rouge than Big. Like we talked about, Big has funny moments, but yeah, all the other characters like get much more fleshed out. Like it, it's so cool to see what started as it's Amy Rose, but a pirate, um, like actually get like more to her character, and as she's hmm. interacting like with her other versions and and that's 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 really nice like like i said the 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 writing is both really solid for these characters and is only held back like a couple of really lame jokes usually you know spoken by the chaos council or like i said sometimes like it again it goes back to like if this existed in a vacuum and we didn't have like the Sonic movie, we didn't have Frontiers, and especially, like, Frontier Story, we didn't have a lot of the, the IDW comics finishing up, like, really solid, like, mature storylines, and the maturity in IDW Sonic especially comes from, like, they are, and Frontiers, for that matter, taking into account, like, all of Sonic's history, like, I don't feel like I would be as 
dogged on Sonic silly moments in this show if again all that other really good stuff wasn't out there because this show is supposed to not yeah. contradict and be canon with that and I'm like I guess Sonic was just having a goofball stupid day in this episode Don't of Sonic we all? Prime <laughs> I mean yes I do constantly <laughs> but <laughs> uh, this is the thing like we said it like we did say last time, like, yeah, because we've had, because we Sonic fans have seen how good Sonic can be. We don't look at this like as the best possible thing, even though there are people who aren't big Sonic fans who are going into this being like, actually, this is really good. I like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And I, the most recent, this is going to date the recording a little bit, but the most recent example of that, that sort of like, it's not, a, it's not a perfect comparison, but the Barbie movie just came out and it's, mm. I'm going to tell you, it's effing great. I love that yep. movie. It makes lots of it makes lots of incels mad. It's a great time. Um, but here's the thing: when that came out, and lots of people were lauding it for its creativity and great it is, there was a subset of Barbie fans who were like big on life in the Dreamhouse, who were like saying, "Oh, but it's not as good as that." That's where the real good Barbie writing is. That's that has a really good Ken in it, not this this Ryan Gosling mother. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not saying it's a one to one comparison, but that kind of gives us a bit more context for maybe we're being big nerds about this perfectly competent show oh yeah, yeah. But that's part of and, the fun and, and i <laughs> and i still i still agree with our you know our consensus last time that this is a very good show for its demographic like yeah. if i knew if, if if yeah somebody asked me like oh my kid's starting to get into sonic what else should that i've said this show's on netflix it's really good give it a watch and yeah i i have similar feelings with the barbie comparison like again i've talked about this anytime someone much younger than me talks about how their favorite sonic is the sonic x english dub sonic or the sonic unleashed sonic and i'm like yeah that's fine that's just not how i see it and i (laughs) have to remember that it takes all kinds in a in a fandom as as large and diverse as the sonic the hedgehog fandom even if some of those people are definitely wrong but that's fine (laughs) it's okay (laughs) but this has been a good batch i think like it's funny that this batch is obviously like they're they're reusing assets a lot there's only one new character in this but as a result of the limitations they're able to tell better stories and this book ends well the first episode like as much as these feel like a random bunch of episodes i feel like the first episode of this one and the last episode of this one sort of like yeah they bookend they link up uh starting with the ghost hill and stuff and like questioning like uh nine it's good it's a nice little batch i just wish they did it as a proper season (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's 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 more i feel like i've 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 stated a lot of negative things but i want to be clear that like my feelings on the show as a whole haven't changed i still think it's really solid i'm i'm really enjoying uh watching it and getting to hear uh you know this this new cast and also like flipping it over to japanese and hearing that cast as well it's still really funny um in in parts and i basically just accepted that like i don't like the chaos council but they're not going anywhere so i'm just accepting that they are part of this show to the end and i i at least i'm just hoping the conclusion is satisfying i i hope it retains this like we said this this perfectly uh you know action-packed great for kids but the 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 underlying tone of like maturity and not teaching is just like a friendship lesson it's it's much more complicated than that and it it really shines out in good ways 
Plus, they're selling lots of toys uh, in my local yeah. shop in the Sonic section. I'm just going to show you the Sonic section because there's a lot of toys from Prime there. You can see, like, th- there's a lot of regular Sonic toys, but there's also plenty of Prime. There's also an Infinite there. That was weird. But you can see, like, the little Angel's Voyage pirate ship. Like, th- you know, they're making the most out of these and getting as many toys as they yeah, can. No, I got one of those hard. little blind bad things, and I got a nine. Now, of course... This happens with various other Sonic sub-franchises. Remember Boom? So I don't think this is going to be like a sign that they're dedicated to Sonic Prime, but they're making the most out of it, and I feel like kids are going to go into stores and be like, hey, that's from the show that you put on when I was when I was misbehaving and I wouldn't shut up. So, and now I remember that, and now I want that, because that's what Netflix is for, to shut your kids up, apparently. <laughs> it's hard not to go back to what we discussed, how Sega commented on Sonic Prime in the first episode, where... And I'm paraphrasing, but basically said like Sonic Prime is a great example of something we that is bringing uh, new new eyeballs to the Sonic franchise, and we're very excited about that. And I think they also talked about how they don't care about if it makes any money mm-hmm. as far as that goes because they'll have this line of toys. People will go from Sonic Prime to playing the mobile game to then probably playing other Sonic games, which is why I have to reiterate that after this last batch of eight episodes comes out and we've got the full 24, I don't think we're going to get a second season of Sonic Prime. And that's fine. Yeah. Because I'll be honest, like this is a perfectly good show. It's fine for what it is for a young kid's show. There's just part of me that's like, yeah, you could do this, but you could also give us basically IDW, the cartoon, and I'd be much happier with that. Yeah. But that's just what I want, and that's probably not what's going to make money, so fine, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But maybe they don't care about that. I don't know. I don't know where we're at right now. They, I guess this is their way of having, like, something that's existing in its own little bubble is by doing all these alternate worlds. And, you know, it's it's perfectly fine, but I still... I want more. Uh, not more of this specifically, but just more in general. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it is a weird thing that just kind of brings me back to reality to remember that oh, you know, Sega Sega is a business like above all else, and like anytime we sit down and say why would they make this ridiculous decision that usually involves like some kind of creative liberty with a Sonic character, or whatever, and the answer is well, it, they're they're making the business decision, like right as much as I'm. I'm glad that they have kept around like Ian and the IDW writers and have brought that crew into the games, making animations and contributing to them directly. Like there is a small part of me that is like that could go away at any time if Sega just decided like, oh, we don't need you guys anymore. And yeah, I, I don't mean to be pessimistic. Uh, I, I'm just kind of remembering that like the next time I <laughs> throw my hands up and say, what are you doing? <laughs> it's 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 all it's all relative man <laughs> but this isn't bad no. like i want you to understand this batch was really good and i think the show is coming into its own and i had fun watching it with jackie again we we didn't binge it all at once because we can't do that anymore we can't. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry netflix i know that's how you need to determine whether or not a show lives or dies apparently but i can't um but yeah I like Sonic yeah. Prime. I, yep. If you want to keep seeing how things go to the end for this last batch, then I'd say that's the mark of a good show. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yep. I'm I'm 100% agree. So are we at the point where we can speculate about what's going to come in season three? <laughs> 
Well, we can't say cowboys now because we've I think we've established they're not doing well, that. Yeah. Unless, unless. <laughs> <laughs> unless. Uh, I have final episode. <laughs> I have a couple of theories I'd like to <laughs> to throw your way. Please. Okay, wild man disgusting. Okay. Here we go. So re- regarding cowboys, <laughs> um, oh cool. <laughs> uh, the the slimmest possible chance that maybe it could happen because of the fact that tail. Sorry, not tails. Nine mentions um, that keeping those portals open causes disruptions in the basically the fabric of reality um yeah uh there's you know and also we get to see during a flashback with nine in the grim like he turns a rock into a coconut very well could have a moment where like you get the perfect mesh of like chaos energy all exploding at the right way i guess its own little big bang or something like that and hey maybe we get a cowboy world for like two minutes on screen Maybe. <laughs> if they've got the models, <laughs> they can afford it. <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, I even wondered, like, the fact that they showed that, yeah, that the council kind of creates, oh, I don't want to say matter out of nothing. That, that sounds too technical. Alchemy. But, you know, they start springing up. Yeah, they start alchemy-like springing up buildings and other realities. And yes, like you said, Nine does manage to, like, use the prism energy yeah. and is harnessing it much more carefully. I wonder if it ends up, like, somehow they rescue all of the multiverses or, you know, not multiverses, other the other characters and instead of them getting wiped out when Green Hill is restored, maybe they end up in the Grim and... I don't know. They, and then they build like you know their own worlds for themselves, like Nine wanted to do in the beginning. I, I do wonder, like, are do they need all of the alternate versions in order to reconstitute the originals? Is Nine Tails nobody? Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like they they'll probably want to end it on like a uh you know and everyone lives um, yeah just because and not that that's hacky but that that's you know that's that's nice you don't want to yeah I I wouldn't want them to try and force in like more existentialism than they need to in this this show that is ultimately for children <laughs> but I mean that's just a resolution like that would feel like a really mean resolution to this when they've just established that these are all real people that's true that yeah, they are real yeah. that's the whole the crux of the end of this one is like no i actually exist i may not be the original but i am myself i lived my own life so they should be allowed yeah. to live <laughs> i guess i guess my logic with that ending was like if the alternative is they all quote unquote die versus get to exist in this like in between universe but yeah i'm not sure i, I i'm not sure where where it's all gonna end up i i mean they're gonna make a clone of sonic that, that everyone gets their own sonic to to, to be with just like uh the 10th doctor <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> one storyline where rose got her own <laughs> her own doctor at the end and oh no that's weird um <laughs> Yeah, that would be interesting because that that is also like been the under underlying theme is like, oh, all of these worlds don't have a Sonic. I mean, they also don't have an Eggman, but they haven't done anything with that. So, I, yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm kind of I I don't know. I don't know how this is going to end. I just I hope it's solid. One thing I do expect is that the void where that Chaos Emerald fell is going to factor into the plot at some oh, point yeah. like i oh yeah we forgot i feel to like they that. set they did, spent too much time setting that up in the sonic and shadows discussion that it's not going to come into play at some point right whether that be the chaos council gets eliminated by being thrown down the void or sonic ends up falling into the void and has to make his way back out like in sonic forces 
Except actually, like, with stakes this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It won't take 15 seconds and cool music can't save it. Well, that's because he doesn't have his cool creator character friend there to help him yeah. this time. So. I was tortured. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I was going to say, he falls into the void, finds the Chaos Emerald, and that ends up being the Tide Turner. Yeah. 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 Do we think... Are, are we going to get a proper supersonic in this television show? Probably. So. Probably. Because yeah, that always feels like a good conclusion to a Sonic thing, and I they like this isn't like Saturday AM where they were like I don't give a shit about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like they would. Yeah, or like a the movie, the movie yeah. did it. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I hope so. I mean, I would, you know, as as cool as it would be, I'm not sure if they would go that far. I mean. I would kind of want to see a super shadow as well. Maybe they work Considering together. how important he is to the yeah. story, even though he hasn't been in it much, bring back super shadow. It's been a while. I miss that lad. I, I don't think we're getting super shadow. I know, probably not, but I would like it. I mean, he did, <laughs> you know, he did use chaos control in that first episode. So like that, those powers are on the table. What if we get, what if we get supersonic, but we also get like super chaos shadow? Oh yeah, like a powered up like prism energy shadow. As yeah, well. like what if like there's some ultimate threat that supersonic enough is not able to do, and then like maybe Shadow and Nine have like a bonding moment where Shadow has to rely on Nine because Nine can harness the power of the 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 shards and then like give Shadow a boost. Gosh, not to not to spoil a very good issue of IDW, but I think it's uh sixty one. It's the latest one out right now. But uh, Shadow <laughs> Shadow uses some super cool chaos powers in a way I didn't think was possible, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, this is why this guy is cool. I'm glad he's still around. <laughs> uh, so the other theory I wanted to float, um, it has to do with uh has to do with the the council, um, and it's not about. Dr. Babel being the mastermind behind everything. Although I still like that one. <laughs> um, so one thing I noticed rewatching a couple episodes uh, was that I, I think in this last episode, there's a moment where a lot of like a gust of wind comes by and Mr. Dr. Eggman, I, I, I feel like it was shown in season one that he he's wearing a wig. Um, but yeah, toupee. And yeah, this one too. So, this is me just reaching so hard, but hear me out. <laughs> uh, because because of the fact that like he's wearing a wig, but we get to see, you know, because of the gust of wind, that is a wig. What if when the shatter, what if when the shards like exploded out and they made separate versions of all the other characters, they also made separate versions of Eggman, but he gathered them all together and made the Chaos Council and maybe did some mind bendy stuff to make them all think that they were actually their own people. <laughs> and um and then like maybe near the end of the season it's revealed that Mr. Dr. Eggman is just Dr. Eggman and he kind of like pulls everybody back into himself and then that would also maybe kind of explain the whole pinnacle of creation and it's just regular Dr. Eggman yeah yeah I I don't dislike that I feel like they should have at least hinted at it or you know, by this point, or if if that is what they do, that it was very much hurt by the fact that these episodes are spaced so far out because we're just left with like, who are these guys? Um, yeah. Are we going to get to the end of the show not knowing who they are? Because I'm Possibly. worried about that. I still that. say it's Orbot and Cubot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going I'm going to be pessimistic for that and said yes we in this show not knowing who they are where they came from or why we couldn't get any of Eggman Prime just yucking it up because that just seems like the the weakest part of the show unfortunately well 
these are interesting theories, and I can't wait for all of them to age just as well as Cowboy Maria Robot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we never actually believed that was going to happen. We just wanted it, and we can't get what yeah. we want. <laughs> Sometimes we get what we need. <laughs> we, were, we were disappointed by something that we weren't even sure was going to happen. <laughs> Adios, Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> I got shot. Okay, I think we've covered this batch of episodes of Sonic Prime. Uh, it's still pretty positive. I, I'm very much looking forward to the the conclusion. Yeah, we are positive about it. We're honest. Like- <laughs> yes, yes. No, no. I, I, <laughs> I feel like there's been several subjects lately where we have to clarify, like, look, I have a lot to say about this, but I do like it. Yes. Um, but uh, until that time comes, sometime in the next... Uh, Jeez, who knows? Like we said, six to seven, eight months. Sometime next year. But until then, uh, you can find us around the internet. You can follow us now on Twitter and Tumblr and possibly other places. We'll figure it out. Uh, usually, it's a slow rollout. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, it's hard to, hard to keep track of, um, but usually under Sonic F-Series uh, is where you can find us. Um, you can also find me on uh, around the internet under the name Game Buddy, sometimes with a one, two, three, and you can still follow me on Twitter at Great Job Jeremy. That's G-R and the number eight. What do we think the chances are that it's going to be Twitter again by the time this episode comes out? There ain't a force on this <laughs> earth that can make me refer to it with that other name. Just, God is my I've witness. already made my Kingdom Hearts joke, so I'm going to sit back and just... <laughs> yes. <laughs> and as always, you can find me all across the internet as Valero. That's F-A-U-L-E-R-R-O. Love that jingle as always. <laughs> you can find me on the socials at Rock the Jake, and you can find me on Twitch as Mr. Rock the Jake. And you can find me on Twitter at Cyberlink420. And as always, and above all, <laughs> thank you to Amy Waters for the use of our theme song from the album Gotta Go Slow. You can check out more of her work on YouTube and Bandcamp. And by the time this airs, it will have been out for a while, but Amy has a new album out. You should go listen to it and then go to Bandcamp and buy it. Yes. And if it just so happens to be a Bandcamp Friday, buy two copies so she gets all that yep. money. Thank you, Amy. And also, um, please remember to like and share the show. Uh, we, we say it a lot, but those metrics actually do help us grow and it gets other people to hear the show. And that's all we really want. And with social media becoming as fractured as it is these days, it helps to, you know, anybody who can actually like spread the word around helps us immensely since we're not going to be able to hit everywhere at this point. Yes. Uh, yes. And I'm, I'm I'm trying my best. I'm going <laughs> to still uploading. We're doing what we can. Uh, potentially copyright stricken videos to Tumblr of all places, <laughs> just so people can watch them. Yep. Oh, man. But uh, next time, uh, gosh, we are going to go way back again, back into Sonic's classic past. And we are going to visit Sonic 2, the, the video game, that one. 
You know, the one with Tails. Yeah, we did Sonic 2 already, uh, but that was the movie. Now we're talking about the actual Sonic 2, which should still be the first result in Google and various search engines, but it isn't because of the film. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Uh, but it's... That's why you got to switch to Duck, Duck, Go. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, actually, I've already done that now. Uh, but yeah, but here's the thing. Like, it's it's November by the time that episode comes out, and that's more or less when Sonic 2 came out, and that's enough to tie it to us doing an episode about yep. it. So we're going back to the class one more time talk about what is a great sonic game and also the one that gave us tails who we talked about in uh, some detail this time and we get to see the world where tails wasn't was bullied for like five minutes and then wasn't bullied and he was finding it sonic and yeah when tails we get to see tails in his element and being happy and ruining the special stages for anyone who's playing with the two of them so and join us for that one yep and don't forget, in the 8-bit version, he dies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but until then, I have been and will hopefully continue to be Game Buddy. I'm Valero for now until whenever. Uh, unless I get shattered, I am Rock the Jake. <laughs> and I'm probably Cyberlink. And remember, if you're going to loot a hotel, make sure the guests are loaded first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this has been The Hill is Always Greener, and we'll see you on the other side of the Shatterverse! Oh, don't talk about it being gaping, it's weird. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the No, I know. <laughs> A giant hole. <laughs> <laughs>